What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome back to Connections. I'm Eva Longoria and today's episode is all about our connection to the news. I don't know about you guys, but after the Trump administration, I had to put my head in the sand and turn off the news. I was addicted to this 24-7 cycle of breaking news, and I had to watch everything and listen to everything. I would have it on when I would get up in the morning. I would get into my car. It was what I listened to on streaming. I would get out of the car. I would listen to the podcast, and then I would get home, and it it was just this cycle, and I realized I was having so much anxiety about it that then I turned it off, and, and I haven't really gone back to it. And then I found this amazing human being who does news, not noise, Jessica Yellen. And I said, okay, this I can digest. (laughs) I just want the facts. I just want to know what's happening in the world. I don't want opinion news. I don't want your opinion on it. I don't even know my own opinion on it, so I can't get fed your opinion on it. But I just think when it comes to current news and and how it's changed through the last couple of years and, and then watching all those Roger Ailes show, there was like a movie and then there was a a series. And I was like, oh my gosh, how society's relationship with the news has changed and how we have been manipulated in a way to be addicted to a 24-7 news cycle. And so I wanted to explore this, like what should our connection be to the news? I mean, is it our civic duty to pay attention or do we protect our mental health, which is what I had chosen? But I do think there's a balance. And so I'm eager to get into this conversation with the amazing Jessica Yellen. Jessica is the founder of News Not Noise. It's an independent news outlet with the slogan, we think the news should give you information and not a panic attack. (laughs) She's been working in the news media for over two decades as a reporter and a chief White House correspondent at ABC, MSNBC, CNN. She's also the author of the novel Savage News, which by the way, I've optioned. We're making into a TV show because it's so good. So she knows a thing or two about the news industry, and I'm excited to to talk to her about how we should connect to the news. So welcome to the show, Jessica. Eva, thank you. What an amazing introduction. I'm so happy to be on with you. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I wish everybody had a Jessica in their life, because every time I don't understand something in the news, I will text Jessica and go, okay, what is happening? Like, is this really going to go forward? Like, are we, is it doomsday? Is it the apocalypse? Is it World War Three? And you always have such a calm way of giving facts and 
I think that's probably been the biggest success of news, not noise, right? Is like news feels overwhelming. And so uh, talk to us about your decision uh, to start news, not noise. I got into it for a reason that you'll really understand. I spent a lot of my time as a political reporter interviewing swing voters, people Mm. and undecided voters, people who late in the election still didn't know how they'd vote. Overwhelmingly, they were women. And my bosses back at home, you know, the headquarters for news would say, those are people who don't care very much or they're not engaged or they just, politics doesn't interest them. Mm. And they're not our audience. And I'd be out there interviewing them and they cared enormously. There'd be these moms who'd show me all the articles they'd clipped, but they'd say, I can't listen to the news. They're screaming at me. Mm-hmm. It makes me crazy. I never know what to do out of it. And I realized it wasn't the information itself that turned these people off. It was the way we shared the information, mm-hmm. literally the way we talked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if we re-engineer that? What if we, instead of panicking people and making conflict the focus of the news, think about how do I empower you to understand and know so that you're confident enough to make a decision, to pick up an article on this, to engage again. Mm-hmm. And that was my initial like idea that made me launch Then I tried selling it everywhere and people are like, oh, no, nobody will want that. So I had to try it on my own. (laughs) Yeah. But what, you know, that's what I like about our industry today is as content creators, you don't need to go through the normal paradigms anymore. Anybody can get information out. Yeah. Anybody can be a content creator. Uh, And that's good and bad, right? Because then you have this, you know, fake news, you know, using these platforms to spew misinformation. And that's also tricky. Well, the problem, the challenge, I should say, is that you know, how do you find sources you trust, right? And so I always tell people, do your own research, but go to experts who actually know something when you're doing that research. And, And it's really hard for people who don't, like I spend my whole day doing this. So when the Federal Reserve announces that they're raising interest rates, I immediately know what that means. I know where to go to look up like implications, who's smart on this. I learned it on COVID. I learned, you know, you learn because that's what I do. But Somebody who's busy having their own job and being a parent or whatever, they don't know who the experts are. So part yeah. of what I see my job as is pointing people also to reliable sources. Yeah. And that's important because I think there are good outlets out there that are non-biased and they just have the information. But I think it's just so overwhelming right now. The news is very yeah. overwhelming because of this 24-7 cycle. And I don't know if you've watched the news news lately, but like, it's always, there's the scroll on the bottom, there's always breaking news, and it's just something he just said. And so I feel like we have a social responsibility to stay informed, yeah. but it's hard to do that when we're being, you know, jammed with anxiety and and death doom news, you know, it's yeah. like, I, even even when it rains in California, it's like Doppler tweet 3000. <laughs> and you're like, so Doppler 3000, what happened to one and two? Like, what? Why? Like, totally. It, everything is positioned as um, giving us a panic attack. So what, yeah. do you, what do you think has happened to the news and our habits over the last decade? I think the news, especially TV news, competes for your anxiety. It is designed <laughs> as a business, to get eyeballs that way. And what I think is important to say is that was a choice, right? Like there's a business model. The business model says we have to generate as much watch time as possible from as many people. And the way to do that, they decided, is by focusing on conflict, which means 
triggering your panic, your outrage, your rage, you know, negativity, partisanship, all of that stuff. And the business leaders decided that's the way we're going to get ratings. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you talked about, which is like, I had to turn it off. Yeah. That's not just a preference. Neuroscience actually shows that the way we do it, A, shuts down learning, like all that negativity, all that outrage, rage. At some point, your brain goes, no, I'm not learning. And (laughs) the extreme exposure to tragedy endlessly strips you of a feeling of agency. It means like, I'm too close, I can't do anything. Mm. And so what you did by taking some distance is a very healthy response to get balance and separate yourself from this news story so that you can come back energized and recharged to witness as a engaged bystander or witness right. and take action. Yeah. So what I'd say like as the bigger picture thought is literally the way we do this news disengages people, makes them less ready to take part and do something. Right. But how connected should we be then? Like, you know, is it like, sure, intensely listen to the news during elections and then turn it off for a couple of months? Or do you think we should have daily doses of it? Like, how should we be connected to the news? So I advise a news diet. My news diet is, this is for people who want every day. You know, I'll give a different one for people who want sometimes. But I say, first, turn off your notifications. Mm, I'm a reporter. I need to know the minute things happen. You don't, right? If you find out Five hours later that President Biden made some announcement is going to be fine, You're right? You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. So you don't need something blasting your, you know, in your face in the middle of your day. Turn off your notifications. Yeah. yeah. In advance, pick times of day you check the news and discipline yourself to not check other times. Decide in advance what are the sources you go to and how much time you'll spend so that you give yourself that 10 minutes and you go to your three places and that's it in the day, right? In mm. At noon or And then maybe at 6 p.m. you go longer. But that prevents you from going down those Twitter rabbit holes where all of a sudden you're reading about World War III from some blogger you've never heard of and you have to crawl into bed, right? Yeah. And then the last thing I say is if you feel like it's caught you, that feeling like it's got you, you're like panicked a little bit, literally put your phone down, close your eyes, remind yourself that's the news and this is me. Yeah. And create that moat, that little gap That's not not caring. That has actually been proven to be essential for you to take action in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I did that with social media. Like I was like always on my phone and I now I've allocated time. Like I'm gonna check Instagram at this time. And emails. Like I have so many emails and I'm always, you know, returning emails. And I'm like, I'm going to return emails during this time. Like you have to really do that. And you feel better. Oh yeah. Yes. I think it's like a good idea to do the news diet. Mm-hmm. And it's basic mindfulness, you know, noticing when you're on there too much, noticing when your heart rate is going and telling yourself, I need to put this down now. Yeah. I need to not be doing this right now. And and remind yourself, it's not not caring. Mm-hmm. It's just giving yourself the recovery time you need to engage again. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support 
can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Do you think news outlets aren't paying attention to the stress that they're causing? <laughs> like, because they continue to deliver the news in this way, as opposed to framing it differently, like let, let's get away from opinion news and let's, like, is it is it just about ratings? Yeah. I mean, I wish I could say otherwise. And individually, there are leaders who think differently. These places are filled with idealistic, responsible, well-intentioned reporters. There are some who aren't, but, you know, In general, and for the most they work part, in a, for the most part, and <laughs> they work in a system that says this is what success looks like, and this is what you know survival looks like, and so mm -hmm. they have you know it's about making these choices for themselves every day. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I think the thing they're missing, and this is what you know in Hollywood, is that you can also win an audience through compassion and curiosity and triggering mm -hmm. awe. Right. Those things also make people watch. Yeah. And those are much more positive and I would also say feminine and generative sort of intentions and motivations. And and they lead people to less division, more connection yeah. and less feeling of helplessness, more feeling like, hey, I can do something. Let me try. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you know, it's a more feminine approach. Like you've talked a lot about how women relate yeah. to the news differently And that a lot of the news out there doesn't really have a female audience in mind, although we do watch, right? So what are your thoughts about that, about how women relate differently? 
I'll tell you one of my favorite stories. You know, I'm when I'm doing this, I survey audiences and do mini focus groups. And one I kept hearing when I was interviewing women about how they feel about the news. They hate it. It makes them feel awful. And I'm like, is it the information? They're like, no, I want the information. It's just something about the news. Mm. And people kept saying, I'd ask what you'd watch. And people kept saying they watch the crime channel, women. And it's like, well, yeah. this makes no sense. Why are you like turning away to watch murders? Yeah. And somebody said to me, well, at the end of every show, there's a resolution. I know who did it. I know what's happening to them. I know how it comes together. And she's like, you guys do these panel discussions, scream about the end of the world, scream about the end of democracy, and then we're going to commercial break. And she's like, I don't have any idea. Like, where do we go from here? What's next? What can I do? Is anyone doing anything? And that really taught me to think about how we communicate differently and to give people a sort of button. Here's what's next, or here are the people working on it, or here's who's, here are the helpers, right? Give people a place to land so they feel okay, and that makes it easier to engage with. Mm -hmm. These are like small changes that really change the experience for women in particular. Men, you can have like a debate and their brain will still stay super engaged. Women want to know, like, what's the information and what are we doing about it, right? Like, we're copers. <laughs> Let's get it done. Yeah. And so the news is directed toward that other way, which is like the debate situation. And women overwhelmingly want it communicated much more calmly, much more clearly, and with like an action step kind of mm proposal. Mm -hmm. It turns out that so do most millennials and Gen Zs. And it's mm -hmm. really older dudes who like the news the way it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I do, I mean, look, I loved those crime shows too. And I hated when they go, and this person has never been caught. <laughs> I right. was like, what? I know. What? There's You're always a good resolution. Oh, wasted an hour and he's still out there. <laughs> we can't promise justice. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do like feeling informed and calm and educated. Like I do want to come out of the news with a different feeling other than anxiety. Just like, you know, like I know something now mm -hmm. before I didn't know this thing. Now I know the thing. Yeah. Like, that's a good outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, you know, um, News overload, you've talked a lot about that, about, you know, especially for women, right? Yeah. And so we have you know, the, the news in our life. Like I've got to, you know, take my kids to school. I've got to take care of my older mother. I've got to make dinner. I've got to do the grocery shopping. I, I have to make the health decisions in my household. I have to make the financial, like there is a, a such thing as news overload. Like somebody said this the other day, they said capitalism in America is set up to where we have to work so hard to survive and that's structured in that way so that you're not paying attention to what's happening mm -hmm. politically, environmentally. Like, I don't have time. I'm trying to take my kid to school. I got to work two jobs. I got to get home. And you want me to recycle my plastic bottle? Like, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. Right. I can't do one more thing. Like Bridge women, too far. We can't shoulder one more thing. We are maxed out at work. We are maxed out at home. We are maxed out in society. So like hearing disturbing news takes a toll on our psyches, no? Yes. And that is why it is important to create that balance you were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So part of it is disciplining yourself and saying, tonight I just can't take it in. But I also go back to this finding. I keep discovering that no matter how busy women are, no matter how much is going on, they're okay getting the information if it's said in a way that feels digestible. Like I yeah. can grab it and know it. It's the communication isn't 
triggering and overwhelming. One thing I have started to do, I started this like during the Kavanaugh hearings. I did it during your COVID and Ukraine war coverage is when there's really upsetting news, like I know it's going to be traumatic. I put a huge trigger warning over it. And I say, like, here's what's coming. If you want to know, tap. If you don't, you can move on. Mm -hmm. So that you give people that moment to choose, right? I'm opting in. And then that creates that mindfulness. And I just think knowing that you're choosing to see this prepares you for the trauma that you might see. And that makes it a different experience. TV news won't do that for you. Hmm. You have to do it for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You have to decide today's a day I can't take it and it's too much and I'm not going to look. Read your news those days. Give yourself a break. Mm -hmm. Do you think, I mean, can news outlets work to heal the divide in our country? Do they want to do that? Or are they incentivized to keep our country divided and to keep us in our individual bubbles, right? Like I'm in the left liberal bubble and others are in that other bubble. And so you're only getting regurgitated stuff in your own little bubble. But like, shouldn't news outlets work to heal the country? Do they feel like that's not their responsibility? It's such an important and big question, right? I think that individually people get in jobs and they have to deliver, right? Mm -hmm. You're working for a corporation. The corporation expects you to deliver certain ratings and profits. You got to do that as the heads of these organizations, right? Mm -hmm. Do they want to raise their kids in a world that's so polarized? No. So they also have that conflict where they want to do better, right? Yeah. This show is about connections. And one of the things I think we don't talk enough about in the news is how we model conversation I believe feeds our polarization. I'll give you examples. So mm-hmm. a lot of people tuned in, got engaged for the first time politically during the Trump years, right? And what did you see? You saw people on panels yelling at each other, right? And you saw outrage. And so politics means ferocious disagreement and caring means going instantly to outrage. And so everybody who was like made awake at that moment now I I noticed this in my own DMs and stuff. People are so aggro. They immediately go to a 10 on a scale of one to 10. They're instantly outraged. Like one day I posted on the White House cat on a day. I posted a lot of other things, but the White House, they got a new cat. It was like a funny feature story. I got these outraged DMs saying like, how could you post about the White House cat on a day this and such happened? And it, it was not a time of war. There was like very little news. You're like, seriously, who cares? Why are you so outraged all the time? And so- I think one very easy change, shift the news could make is using those panels. We can talk about whether we really need them that much, but if you're doing them to also model consensus, where Mm -hmm. do we agree? You're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Let's start with what we agree about and Mm -hmm. show that there are times we all can work together no matter what your other differences are. That's the connection. Like the news Mm -hmm. says we're polarized, but they're also making us polarized by modeling that. Well, that's my my question is like, do you think it's even possible for these news outlets to deliver unbiased news? Okay, so I have a specific point of view on that. Like, okay. I think we are all biased. Mm-hmm. There's nobody who comes to a conversation without bias. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to shift, like my dream would be to shift the conversation away from is there bias to are you upfront about your come froms, right? And do we know where your, you know, preferences lie, right? And even people, like, let's put aside Fox News and 
organizations that have hosts who disseminate disinformation, right? Let's talk about real reporters. Right. Um, real reporters will have bias, but they also work very hard to represent other points of view, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the problem is less about having bias. I think it's about separating what is factual reporting from your opinion stuff. You know, the newspaper does that well. TV news doesn't. Mm-hmm. And letting people know you're come from. I'm a mom of four. I care a lot about gun safety because my kids are in public school and are in school drills. And here's the story about gun violence. I think that might not be a bad way to approach this or think about approaching it. Yeah. Because I don't know how you get rid of all bias. I do think it's important to separate out the opinion section from the straight ahead reporting section. Yeah. Yeah. I mean- I think that's also tied to like, you know, how do you think the industry can change? And you've said before, like the news has a duty to explain what's happening in the world, not trigger us. Right. But explanatory journalism is not super popular, like in TV news, at least. It's Mm -hmm. what's funny is it's super popular online where Mm -hmm. in digital where you opt into what you want. But environments where there are gatekeepers, right, producers who decide. They want breaking news happening now, this just in, because that's when you're flipping the channels, that's what's going to make you stop and pay attention right then. Now, you're asking, can that change? I really think it naturally is changing as our distribution models change, right? Like, you're not trying to capture somebody who's couch surfing as much anymore. You want somebody on their mobile phone. And soon you'll want people in the metaverse and whatever is next. Yeah. And as we go into these more specialized, I opt in environments, we can do more of what you and I are talking about Mm -hmm. because people want it. As an actor, a producer and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stay Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Well, speaking of opting in, though, what is your take on this on fake news? Because a lot of people are opting in on fake news. A lot of people are following sites and Twitter handles and influencers that are just not factual. I know. It's a terrible problem. Uh, I think the platforms have an intense obligation to do a lot more. Mm. I think Twitter's worked hard on it. One thing I will say is that when the war in Ukraine started, Twitter cleaned out a lot of what everybody assumes were Russian bot farms, and Twitter got a lot better. Like, Mm. there's more conversation. There's more expert people sharing knowledge and not as much fighty fighting and angry spats. Yeah, but Um, wasn't that an easy thing to do? Why didn't they do that before? That seems like an easy thing to do, knowing when something's a bot— it's a great question. Because it really affected that election. I mean, and that's Twitter that's done the good job. Mm-hmm. So what about all the others? So one of my thoughts on disinformation is it's important to train kids as they're coming up, how to check sources. There's this idea of lateral reading. If you see something, you're not sure if it's true. Google and see if a lot of other places that you trust are talking about it. If not, be skeptical. At some point, you know, people who want to be bought into that there's not a lot you can do, right? I've talked to a lot of psychologists in this space and they say you engage them with questions. Don't tell them they're wrong. Don't shame them, call them stupid. You just ask open-ended questions that they could walk away with and start, maybe they'll turn them over in their head. But at a certain point, if they want to buy into this stuff, every time you argue that it's not true and here's four articles proving it, they think you're part of the deep state conspiracy and you're like, in the Illuminati, whatever it is. So (laughs) focus on what you can affect. Right. Well, that's my last question for you is like, as consumers of news, is there something we can do? I mean, you know, the the old way would be boycott a channel, right? Until they change. As consumers of this shit show of news. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Like, what can we do? There are a couple things. One is pause before sharing information, right? Oh, so that's a if, good one. Stop retweeting stupid shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a better way to say it. Like, oh. if you don't know some dude who's posting some, somebody sent me something from a guy who said Putin's family is in hiding somewhere, but this is based on an unreliable source. Does anyone have more information? And I'm like, why are you sharing this? It's based on an unreliable source. You don't need to, like, oh uh. so I, I think pause before you share If it's from somebody you know and trust, like an outlet that you followed, okay, Mm -hmm. Um, separately pay for journalism, okay? These newspapers are doing God's work, right? These people, I really think so. Sometimes you can be upset at them, but especially the newspapers, if the Washington Post wants $10 from you, give it to them, right? Mm. If you can afford it, support journalism. Don't look for the workaround because people need to make a living in this business for it to survive. Mm -hmm. If you're not paying for it, you're the product, right? And I do think that letting the people who run these networks know that you don't like what they're doing does make a difference. It adds up, right? Mm. You can tweet it. You can support organizations that are trying to correct them. I always thought a smart thing to do is there are these, what do you call mutual funds that are major shareholders in the corporations that are invested in these news orgs. Can't you have a movement of shareholders, regular people using those mutual funds to have a voice at the shareholders meetings to say, we don't like what's going on. Give us more facts and less opinion. Like people's voices. The last thing I'd say, Eva, is it is true. There is one private business 
that is protected in the U.S. Constitution, and it is the media, the free Mm -hmm. press. Mm -hmm. And that's because the founders of this country believed that the free press is essential to educate voters in a democracy so they can make informed decisions. So it is foundational to how this country is built. It is vital that it works well, and it works best if we're voting with our eyeballs, letting them know how we feel, and finding the voices we trust, amplifying them and supporting them Mm -hmm. so that our media is doing the best work it can. Yeah, bravo. You know, I, I'll say the only reason I even came back to listening to news was was your channel, your Aww, Instagram. That's so sweet. Thank you. This was the only thing I could bear to swallow, and I was like, okay, that's the facts. And I'm a reader, and I'm I'm a voracious consumer of news and content, and I read a lot. And so for me, it was a matter of curating mm-hmm. what I was digesting. I also don't like to read news first thing in the morning; like it just puts me off. I get that. You know, I think it's important to have mindfulness practices and stay engaged in the world. There's some people who say, you know, check out, but you don't believe that. Yeah. I don't believe I that. I can't. That's not I how try. No. I try, but and, I can't. Mm-hmm. And your voice makes such a difference. It's like, it's vital that you are engaged and knowledgeable because you really move the needle. So mm-hmm. it's about mm-hmm. finding the strategies for you that make it swallowable, right? Like, how yeah. can you do your days here? Right. Watching the news and feel stable. Yeah. Well, I will say, everybody listening to this podcast, News Not Noise, Jessica Yellen on Instagram is really one of the best resources. And you do, you list a lot. So can they find you and you'll list some credible other sources? Yeah. If you check out my stories, it's all articles. I drive out to Washington Post or whoever I think is doing a really good job on a specific story. And those are the places that I find credible as a journalist who's worked with those Mm -hmm. journalists. And so I'm trying to expose the audience to hear some trusted sources. It's so helpful. I ask everybody on the show, what's what's a book everybody must read? It It could be yours. It could be anything. This might be a little unexpected from me, but the book that's helped me through the news more than anything is called The Untethered Soul. And- It's the one book that helped me understand how to actually be mindful, how to meditate, how to be present with myself so that I could go back into whatever terrible news might be out there and still feel grounded in who I am. It's so accessible. It was so helpful. I really recommend it. I love that book. I also, I thought you were going to say Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukav because I love that one. That one's like, you know, Oprah found him. A hundred years ago, but I remember this untethered soul. It's old. It's an old book, right? Old yeah. book. I had this crazy experience one week where a stranger at a coffee shop came up to me and he's like, "I don't know why, but something tell me you should read the Untethered Soul." And then I went to the gym, and on the mat next to me, a man was stretching next to me, and he looked up and he said, "You should <gasps> read the Untethered Soul." And then a friend said it, and I'm like, "What is happening?" Obviously, I have to read this what book. What is happening? And it's what got me into mindfulness. Yeah. Is years ago, but it's been so powerful. Yeah. It's about, yeah, freeing yourself from limitations. It's um, It has a lot of profound answers. This one, I, lo- I remember this mm-hmm. one. It, I read it a long time ago. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for being on my podcast. So what an honor. Oh, thank you for having me. Really a treat. Thank you so much for listening. I'm happy to be connected with you. Connections with Eva Longoria is a production of Unbelievable Entertainment in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. 
For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 